Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truex, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today we're blessed to have a guest that we've wanted to talk to for some time. Tony Heller is perhaps the nation's most influential climate change debunker. Tony is an incredibly accomplished guy who does all this without any corporate or big money support. Well, hi, Tony. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, hi, Doug. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. So you've got this really interesting background, a geologist, electrical engineer, master debugger, originally a, uh, a global warming believer until you dug into everything. So it's really helpful. Just, just give our viewers a quick summary of your background and kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, I started out as a geologist um, out of college, got my degree in geology, um, did quite a few interesting projects at Los Alamos Labs on volcano research. Um, I did nuclear waste disposal, geothermal energy, um, qu quite a few different things. But I realized after a few years when the price of oil crashed in the early 1980s, that geology was kind of a hopeless profession. So I went off and did other things. I worked as a wilderness ranger for the Forest Service, taught school um, in public and private schools for a number of years. Then I went back to college, uh, got um, studied computer science in Northern Arizona University. Then I went to Rice University, got a master's in electrical engineering. And I worked on microprocessor design for many years, then branched out into graphics. Um, got into software eventually. Um, but my passion's always been science. So on the side, I was I was always interested in global warming. I was introduced to it by my boss at Los Alamos around 1980. And I was a, a true believer in it. And um, in 2001, they were, I was living in Colorado and we were having a terrible drought. And I was coaching soccer and the city of Longmont shut down the soccer fields. So I went to a city council meeting and told them, uh, look, with this global warming thing going on, this drought's just going to get worse. So you might as well just accept the fact that the fields are going to be in bad shape from now on. Let the kids play. You know, kids in Brazil play on, on you know, asphalt or dirt, and, and they've got great players. So they, they listened. They believed me, and they opened up several soccer fields. So we were able to have our soccer matches um, that year, and then, of course, the drought ended. And, and over the next few years, I started realizing that the trends were not going the direction they were supposed to. Colorado was getting much wetter um, and greener and getting a lot more snow. So I started looking into it, and I, and I was horrified at what I saw about how the data was being handled by government agencies like NASA and NOAA. They were, they were abusing the data very badly. So I looked into it more and more and just came to realize pretty quickly that the, the whole global warming thing was a huge propaganda campaign. And I became interested why. So it, it's been my passion. I've, I've been working most of the time since then, but um, I was probably putting been putting in, you know, average of six to twelve hours a day on this for the past fourteen years, and uncovered all kinds of astounding stuff. And now I realize the thing's just a giant scam. You know, the things you hear now about global warming don't have anything to do with reality. Um, I got to know some very famous scientists like um, Dr. Bill Gray at Colorado State University, who is the leading um, tropical meteorologist in the world and also the guy who invented modern hurricane forecasting. And this, the horror stories he told me about how he was mistreated by Al Gore um, in 1993 when Al Gore became vice president, he invited Dr. Gray 
to a global warming conference in D.C., and Dr. Gray responded he'd be happy to come to the conference, but he is not a believer in Gore's theories. And he got his funding cut off. He'd gotten money from NOAA every every year since the 1960s, and then he got his funding cut off, never got another penny out of the government. And this is how they controlled the academic community. Everyone in the academic community knows that if you want to get government grants, you have to go along and toe the line. And, and there's only a few people who are bold, you know, are honest enough or brave enough and have the ability financially to do it. Unfortunately, Dr. Gray was one of those. So he, he, was an, he was an incredible influence on me right up till his death five years ago. And um, he, he, he sorely missed. He was, he was an, a giant of a man in every way. He, he was originally wanted to be a, a baseball player for the Washington baseball team, but he suffered a knee injury in high school and then ended up having to be a meteorologist instead. Well, much to our benefit and much to yours. And you have yeah. uh, you have picked up where he left off in many ways, I suppose. And I, I got to tell you, uh, I just I mentioned this to you before we started, uh, how much I love the videos. And, and anytime I'm with somebody and we get into this climate piece, I always begin with, so there's this guy, Tony Heller, and he has yeah. these great charts and these great videos, and let me explain some of it to you. And so I don't, you know, I paraphrase and do my best, but here we have you. So, so having said all that, we're going to uh, let you in eight different charts. I got some slides we'll be running through right, right quick here, and, and uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, going through them as, as we uh, discuss this. We're going to have you describe in eight charts how... Uh, this whole climate change thing is a fraud. So let's begin. Uh, this first one, uh, kick us off, Tony. Yeah, this one's my favorite. Um, this is a graph of atmospheric carbon dioxide levels measured at the Mauna Loa Observatory in Hawaii, which is a very good location. It's at high altitude. It's, it's in the middle of the ocean. It's far away from any cities. So it's fairly accurate record of carbon dioxide levels. It goes back to 1960, and you can see how um, the levels have been increasing over the past um, 60 years um, and, and increasing in upwards. It's an exponential curve upwards. And I've annotated on the graph, the red, the red annotations are mine, um, all of the different climate agreements going back to the Rio Agreement 30 years ago. So every year governments get together and they have these big climate meetings and they make all these big promises to cut back on CO2, but they've done nothing. They, they've accomplished nothing. They, the uh, atmospheric carbon dioxide levels have continued to increase at an accelerating pace, and even the lockdown last year had no impact on the growth of CO2. So all, all these meetings they're having, and they, they get together and they, they talk about saving the planet. It's, it's garbage. They're not doing anything. They're just having huge boondoggles in nice places. It gives them good publicity, gives them political cover. They say they're solving this climate crisis, but they're accomplishing absolutely nothing. Yeah, and that goes back to what you said a little bit ago about the funding yeah. and towing the line. Right. And, you know, we, around here we call it Big Green. And it's yeah. a massive thing now, and you got if you're going to participate and get your dollars, you know, you gotta you gotta bend the knee, you know. And so that's right. what some of this is too. So, all right, let's go to the next slide. Yeah, this graph shows um, energy, um, the proportion of energy being used by the world by different types. 
And you can see that coal, oil, and natural gas have increased tremendously in recent years. You know, we hear all this propaganda that nat that fossil fuels are being replaced, but the exact opposite is happening. And, but if you look at the very top, there's a very narrow slice for renewables, which have hardly made any progress at all in recent years, you know, maybe up from 1% up to 3%. So 97% of the world's um, energy supply is not coming from renewables, it's coming from other sources. Yet we constantly hear this propaganda that renewables are going to power the world, you know, we're going to be able to power the world with wind and solar, and it's complete nonsense. It's only producing 3%. If they're successful in shutting down fossil fuels, like Joe Biden says, it would be a huge catastrophe. Literally billions of people would be dead in a matter of a few months because we depend on other energy sources to survive. And we saw that in Texas um, in February. Their, their, their wind turbines froze up. They hadn't maintained their fossil fuel infrastructure properly. Huge amounts of people were without um, without power, they didn't have electricity, the gas lines froze up, and they've been building all of these, lots of all-electric houses recently, and in many places they're mandating that all-electric. So when the power grid goes down, people are going to freeze, and their government policies are leading us towards disaster, and it's based on a completely false belief that, that Renewables are making a lot of progress and that they can successfully power the country and power the earth, and they can't. They're not reliable. You know, when it gets really cold or when it gets really hot, renewables tend to fail right at the worst possible times. And Texas proved that in a very dramatic and deadly fashion, um, you know, last February. Right. You, you, you need the fossil fuels for reliability. Right. It's just become like a big marketing ploy almost and the subsidies and everything. Again, back to the funding and the money and all that stuff. And then all the talk about, well, we're going to help the world. Well, you're not going to help, you know, India and some of these other countries where, hey, go to solar panels. It's not going to happen. They, they got to they got to develop like we developed and we got to be smart about it. But this is, you know, it's fantasy land to talk that way. So, right. yeah, I, I totally get it. All right. Let's go to the next slide then. So. Yeah, so this is shows on the left is Arctic sea ice extent. This one, these these maps are from the National Snow and Ice Data Center in Boulder. Shows Arctic sea ice extent on January fourth, nineteen ninety one, and the and the one on the right shows January fourth this year. You can see there's essentially no difference. We have the same extent of Arctic ice we had thirty years ago. So. You know, we, every every day in the news, if you if you do a Google search for Arctic ice melting, you see the Arctic ice has disappeared. The polar bears are drowning, but it's not true. Right? There's right. there's been no trend in Arctic sea ice over the last 15 years. Yeah. There was yeah. A, there was a, there was a downwards trend for a while, but right now today, Arctic sea ice extent is the highest it's been for 18 years for this state. Right. Again the mass marketing and people just believing it. Uh, right. And uh, here's the truth. Okay, so this is great. Next slide. Okay, yeah, so this is CO2 emissions, um, relative the relative change in CO2 emissions by China and the United States. And, and you can see the United States has been flat. It's actually down, it's been going down for the last 20 years. But China's emissions are skyrocketing. So we, we always hear, you know, we always hear these claims from Democrats that 
you know, we can control the climate. You know, if we cut back our CO2 emissions, um, you know, we can save the planet. But the U.S. has nothing to do with it. We're, we're, we only produce about 15% of CO2 emissions. China has got, is, their usage is, their production is greatly increasing. They're massively increasing their, their usage of coal. They're building hundreds of new coal-fired power plants. So the United States could disappear off the face of the earth and would have no impact on either CO2 emissions and definitely no impact on climate. And John Kerry admitted this. He said that you, the U.S. doesn't control it. And without having China and Asia on board, the United States can't accomplish anything. Yeah. So, so once again, it's just a scam. Yeah. And you see so many of these leftists, they know this is true, but they're so afraid of the Chinese. Right. And, and then they won't even admit that we're doing a great job of it. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's so frustrating to watch this happen. And, uh, you know, we're living through it right now with COVID. Don't want to upset the Chinese. So, you know, it's like, okay, right. yeah, that's crazy. All right, uh, moving on here to the next. Now we're going to really start getting into how this is kind of, uh, how the, the mechanics of this, uh, how they're perpetuating this fraud. Yeah, so this this graph shows United after this graph shows daily an average daily maximum temperatures for the United States going back a hundred years, and you can see there's been a downwards trend. The, the hottest years in the United States were during the 1930s, by far during the Dust Bowl. It was so hot and dry in the Great Plains that millions of people fled the Great Plains and moved to California, which Don, John Steinbeck wrote about in The Grapes of Wrath. Unfortunately, high school kids don't read that anymore, so they don't know that part of history. But the United States was much hotter 90 years ago, and temperatures have been trending downwards, as it shows in the graph since then. Yeah, absolutely. That's the reality of it right there. And then we're going to get into, so this is also the, um, that was the day-to-day -day data, which is the most accurate that you've said before. It's like you have to look at what happens on a day-to-day -day basis as opposed to this, you know, when they yeah. start extrapolating into the months and the years and things like yeah. that, right? Well, so. yeah, could you go back to the other graph for, for just a sec? Okay, so this is the actual measured temperature data. Right. This is all This is all from NOAA, this publicly available data. And it's they've got about a little more, almost 1,300 stations um, in the United States. And this is their actual measured data. But the next slide is the data they release to the public. What they do is they alter it before they release it to the public. So what they do is they tamper with the data and they turn that cooling trend into a long-term warming trend and it's fake. So this is what the public sees. So they see this, oh wow, they're, they're, we're heating up really fast in this hockey stick, but the data is fake. The actual data shows that we're cooling. And they don't tell people about it. They don't tell people they're manipulating it. So people look at this, their graphs and they say, wow, this is the government. This is what the thermometers show. But it's not what the thermometers show. The thermometers show that the United States has been cooling. And the United, and the reason the United States data is extremely important because we have by far the best long-term temperature data in the world. Um, we've had a very stable society, at least until recently, for, mm -hmm. for the, you know, the for the past 125 years. There weren't any wars fought in the United States. So there was great disruptions in other countries due to wars. But the United States, we got this wonderful day-to-day -day temperature record, which just doesn't exist in very many other places. You know, there's a few other countries that have very good records, like Germany, Japan, and parts of Australia. But for the most part, 
there's a huge void over most of the planet. So the United States temperature record is critical. It shows cooling, and they manipulate it to show warming, which is the story which the government agencies want to present. Yeah, and I think that's the really interesting point that you made is that that daily graph, that's NOAA. That's, that, you know, it's not like you making this up. This is from the government readings of the stations. And I remember uh, watching a video of yours, too, where you kind of got into this, you know, the manipulation relative to uh, there's a, been a decrease in stations. And so they take what would have been a, a, a station previously. It's not there anymore, but they insert their modeling onto that one that doesn't exist. And that's how they're starting to get it to go up. Right. Am, I, am I remembering that correctly? Yep, that's correct. So what they they've lost about one third of their data since the late 1980s. I don't understand why, but stations are disappearing, and some a lot of stations don't report every month. And so you, what I've seen is that all of the warming they're creating in over the last 40 years has been due to just making up fake data for those missing stations. They report data for every month, whether for all 1,281 stations, whether there was any actual data or not. And this data is, and for the stations that didn't report, it's fake. And actually, in recent years, it's almost half of the data is fake at this point. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's right. So they're taking data that doesn't exist because they're not getting it in from certain stations, and they're being like, right. well, you know what, if we did get it in, Based on what we believe, this is what we think yeah. the temperature would be, and then there you go, and then they show that graph to everybody. So it's like they're building the lie into the data. That's they're extrapolating their lie into the the larger data set when the when the smallest one, the most accurate one, is relatively flat. Yeah, well, it's downwards actually. Yeah, right, downwards. Yeah, the, yeah, the actual data is downwards, but they they make they they assume that everything's warming. Half of the data is fake, so they just create this fake warming trend, which does not exist. The whole yeah. thing's a total fraud. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for doing this. So, uh, I'm really, I was really, I, I knew this was a fraud, and then I came across your stuff, and I'm like, hey, there it yeah. is. Good. So, yeah. all right, next slide. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this is uh, well. You can get into this. This is the, this is the stations yeah. as well. Yeah. So this this graph shows the difference between the actual measured data, or, or so between the data they report and the actual measured data. So you can see the temperatures in the past, like going back to 1920, they've cooled them about 1.5 degrees Fahrenheit. And last year, they warmed at about 1.5 degrees Fahrenheit. So they've created three degrees of warming by tampering with the data. This is the data tampering you're seeing right here. So that there's a, a completely fake three-degree warming trend they've made over the past century, which doesn't exist. Yeah, and you've, and, even, got some, and you've even got some Republican and conservatives say, well, you know, I think there's some... There's some warming going on. I don't, you know, is it is it us or is it is it uh, just the globe or whatever? But even that, you have to take a step back and be like, no, what does the real data say? And like what you just said a minute ago, it's going down in reality. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. It's it, the situation is, is atrocious, and and they they can get away with it because they've got complete control over the press. Right. Um, you know, everyone in the press knows about me. The New York Times knows about me. They've written hit pieces about me. I testified at the I testified at the Washington State Senate um, in 2007 for 45 minutes. Gave a very detailed testimony. All of the Seattle press was there. They didn't report on a single thing they said. All all that they reported after that was 
climate denier speaks for 45 minutes in Olympia. <laughs> that was the, and I, and I talked to a number of the reporters and I explained to them everything that was going on. They refused to publish anything I said. And, and after that, the New York Times did a hit piece on me. And I tried to contact them to, to correct all the things that they'd said wrong. They they were they didn't they won't talk to me. I get hit pieces you know written on me all the time from CNN, you know lot lots of Vice, all, all kinds of other things. They never talk to me. They, they won't talk to me because they know that I'll destroy their story. So yeah. they they just it's and and but the fact that they have complete control over the press means they know they can get away with anything they want they That's just right. and, and and the climate stories are getting more and more ridiculous every single day right right so i i just can't believe this Tony. they would come in with a preconceived notion and if you don't fall in line with it, you're a denier. So that's right. that's yeah. the way this works now. And I, I know it's it's a terrible time. And we have a lot of guests on and talk about the state of the media and what right. the heck is going on here. And it's the, just the lack of truth. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep hanging in there. And uh, the, the truth prevails. And, and somewhere in there, people go, wait a minute, what's going on? And it's like what you just said. They have to go further and further and get more ridiculous to propagate right. the lie. And so we just got to keep working on the truth. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, good. And it's also social media, right? Um, Twitter, you know, I was on Twitter for 12 years. They, they've been trying to get rid of me for years. They finally banned me about a month ago uh, without any, you know, they didn't provide any explanation. They didn't tell me what it was. But I, I, I know they've been trying to get rid of me for years. YouTube regularly censors my stuff and locks me out for a week. Um, so you know they're just pushing people over to other platforms which do support free speech. They're you know they're they're destroying their own business by doing this, and it's an insane suicidal business model they're engaged in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is really great. I appreciate you doing all this. Is there anything else we didn't go over that you that you want to cut? Oh wait, we got one more slide. I thought we were done. So yeah. let's uh, <laughs> let's jump. Yeah. Okay. So this goes. Okay. Well, go ahead. And this is the uh, the downward trend here. So. Yeah, so there's been all these news reports recently that that um, last year was the fifth hottest year on record in, in the United States, and it's complete nonsense. So th this graph shows the percent of stations in in from NOAA in the United States which reached 95 degrees Fahrenheit sometime during the year, and, and they peaked in 1931, and last year was actually among the lowest on record. So less and less of the United States has been getting very hot every summer. Um, and last year was among the lowest on record, but at the same time, the press is claiming that last year we had record heat waves in the United States. I made a video last night showing how totally fraudulent that whole thing was and went over in great detail about how much hotter the United States was in the past. Yeah, and it's just per, uh, the overall perspective on the whole thing is just lost. And I think that this goes to, you know, this idea now, especially, you know, you brought it up with the education with the younger generation sometimes is difficult. It's like, no, nothing's more important than right now. Everything that's happening bad is it's all right now. It's like, no, 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 let's look at the history of things. Things go up right. and down. And, you know, there's this other thing called weather that changes. And I'm always saying, you know, our, our, our weather person here in Chicago, they do their best, but often they're wrong about like tomorrow. And so, right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we're going to predict out 100 years exactly what's going to happen. No, you're not. So uh, I, I just I just love what you do with the charts and the graphs. So so that was our last slide that we have here. But anything else that you wanted to cover that we didn't uh, we didn't hit as part of the, the charts? 
Yeah, I just wanted to add, throw in, so this this, pro, this belief that we're suffering the worst, most extreme weather, is something which has plagued humanity for as long as there, people have been communicating. Um, I posted an article from 1947 yesterday about this belief that the world was warming up, and it was from the U.S. Weather Bureau explaining that it wasn't true, which is based on people's faulty memories. I've got another similar article from 1939. My fav- favorite one's from 1871 from uh, the British press. It was imaginary changes of climate. And it goes into how, every, according to people keeping records, every month is the hottest, driest, windiest, wettest, worst ever known. And and, and it's just based on myths. People exaggerate things. Mm-hmm. And, and if you go back to like the, the Salem witch trials, were probably largely based on the fact that there was a lot of bad weather during the Little Ice Age, and, and it was blamed on witches. And in Europe, they burned tens of thousands of witches at the stake in the 16th century for cooking the weather. The belief was that the bad weather of the Little Ice Age was due to pe- the climate change that was being caused by humans, which is exactly the same story we have now. It's the superstition that humans are causing climate change. Yeah, that's right. And I just uh, I covered this. Uh, I think I had Eric Metaxas on talking about his atheism dad, his new book. And it's a little bit of this, you know, the climate worship and Mother Nature and worship the earth right. and everything. So, well, you know, God made everything and he's in control. So we'll just have to see what happens. And we don't right. know exactly. And this is it's great that you bring that up. I mean, that's what we all got to start saying more and more is, hey, this has happened previously. And we don't want to be associated with you know, the same kinds of people that were, you know, Salem witch trials, right? And it's the same right. thing. You know, you're talking about, you know, what's going on with you and, and online and getting banned and stuff. And so, you know, it's not as bad, but the trend is not great with these people just pushing this lie over and over. So I appreciate your courage and well, I appreciate you standing up. And I'm just going to, we're going to do our best around here, Tony, to make sure all our viewers understand, you know, your deal and what you're about and make sure you get the stuff out because the work you do is fantastic. And like I said, you know, you're not getting any corporate money for this or anything. You're just doing the doing the right thing. So I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, great. Well, thank you. Well, I'd love to have you back on, and uh, we'll yeah. keep everybody. We push out your stuff all the time, and we'll we'll direct everybody to your to your website and, and all the great work you do, and and just appreciate you coming on today. Have a good one. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. All right, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word to 30161.